<laughs> I like this a lot. Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. Were we rolling? Yes. Oh, we're good? Okay, cool. <laughs> Hot. Yeah, oh, good. We're starting. Hey, I'm Mike Eaton. Welcome to the show. Ah. Today we have a special guest, the one and only Radu Bondar. Yes. Uh, how are you doing? No. No? No. That's that. You don't Some, like it? Something else. Yeah? <laughs> Anything else. I got one. Yeah. Uh, do you think if you dress up as a woman, ironically, you're being offensive to the trans community or embracing them? <sighs> Neither. I don't know. I, what are they, is it a community if you don't have your own cuisine? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why does this you're, lasagna taste you, like pizza? Oh, just, it's trans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Detroit style is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love a good Detroit style pizza. No, I, I guess don't. I do support the trans. Community. I don't think trans. <laughs> I don't think trans people are. Uh, offended enough by just people dressing as women ironically they're offended by like bathroom bills and shit that's, yeah, what, that's yeah, what really yeah. gets them you know and misgendering them they don't even sometimes they don't even care that god i don't expect you to get it yeah it's gonna take just stop trying to kill me that's a lot of what they're really about that's the thing like i i had the same experience with racism yeah. so i grew up in a very sheltered white town so I just yeah. thought until I was probably twenty, the racism yeah. was just using racial slurs. Ah, I didn't yeah, think yeah. like, oh, people hurt people. You know, it was about bank stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had no, I had no idea. I was like, oh, you can't buy the same houses. Bank like, racism is so fun to study. And then I, you find out about it. I was like, oh, I Redlining. forgot that like people are killing trans people. Mm-hmm, it's like, oh, yeah. that's that should be stopped. For that's sure. the, that's the part where everyone's like, you know, it's this culture war about labels. You're like, no, they just want to get murdered less. And people are like, I don't even, I didn't read about that part. <laughs> yeah, like, they're getting well, murdered. Well, well, that sounds like a them problem, or a they them problem. Like one of us. Cut it right there. That's a that's for the Instagram right there. Yeah. Reels, baby. Yeah. But if one of us just started dressing up as a woman, I feel like there would be a bunch of people that know. So like, you can't just start dressing like a woman. But like that's what transgender people are doing. First of all, you're in Austin. You can do anything you want here. Yeah, that's a great and, point. And if anything, people would be like, oh, you finally started your new thing. You know what I mean? We're all waiting. You're being so fucking boring with your clothes before. But it's not a problem until you're like, you're like, oh, people aren't addressing me the way I want to. You know what I mean? When you're making yeah. it out a new go thing. Trans. You should. Be good, for the, be good for the career. No one's going to care. I think you wanted to be provocative. It's not. Yeah. It's not like, no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. It's not like you're going to get booked less. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> and no. it, it is a, it is one of those things. That's know, people, all it's about, really. People are always like, oh, tra- trans people in sports. You're like, that's a hard one. You know, you're, I'm going to give up my whole, I'm going to change my gender for sports stuff. If that was true, there would be so many more trans comics. Because yeah. it's, it's instant diversity. You know yeah. what I mean? I go from a five to an eight as an act instantly. And, and there's like Ooh. nobody doing it. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it's because we're uh, too narcissistic. And as a comic, you can even do it shitty. You could barely be trans, but you got to respect it. That's the rule. I know the rule. Yeah. Yeah, just address it. No one doing it. I was thinking about that. Like, if they remade Mrs. Doubtfire in 2021, she could do so much less. 
Like when she's pretending to be yeah. the maid. <laughs> like, nah, I'm a lady. Just rolling in with five o'clock shadow and Jack's shoulders. Yeah, everyone would notice, but they'd be like, we're not allowed to say anything. I gotta... That's the new maid. Yeah. yeah. In fact, in fact, like you, you would. We we're about to hire a cis maid, and you're like, we have to do this. Like, we're such bad people. It's the karmic offset. That's really yeah. what this is about. Oh man, it does always feel weird to have, uh, like you know, your underlings that you pay to do stuff not be the same looking as you. Mm. Like, white families with living like, Hispanic maids. Like Dave Matthews Band? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what I meant. I'm so sorry. That's a racist He's from South Africa. He's the most African guy there, uh, weirdly. Yeah. It is sometimes, yeah. Cause especially when you're going out of your way, you're like, yeah, I only employ Filipino people. I'm trying to offset some stuff that history's done. You're like, well, this seems weird. <laughs> yeah, this is a dentured service. You're a yeah. horrible employer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one thing if you're like, I only employ these people and then they're having me. You know yeah. what I mean? I overpay them. And it's one, I, it, no one cares about that. You're like, be as weird as you want. Do yeah, yeah do stuff. that, Dan Price. But, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. You, it's better that yeah. way. It's you better to not have a contest. Yeah. Did you guys see the new Chappelle special? I just finished watching it yesterday. Yeah, I'm saving it. I'm you shouldn't. Saving. They're going to get rid of it soon. You watch it quick before they pull the plug on it. I, yeah, I started seeing people already asking to get it canceled. I just so I was like, I should watch it. Yeah. Mike's on? Is it good? Sorry, I, I accidentally up. slid a thing, you know. I got button autism. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever one of those fidget cubes? No, because I knew I'm like I don't need to know how fucked up I am at this. I got a car. I already run the shit into the ground. You know what I mean? Like I I use real shit to fidget with. I don't need the I don't <laughs> the need silence the, button on the iPhone. I, yeah, I don't need the CBD equivalent of fidget <laughs> stuff. Let me just touch your shit and break it. You know, <laughs> better that way. When I was there. Hell yeah. Yeah, I got a fidget spinner and then I got a a gravity blanket. <laughs> And then it wasn't soon after that they were all being advertised to me for ADHD and autism. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, like, well, I don't like these things anymore. It is funny that you're like, you're, yeah, it could be advertised to you first. You're like, it's for loneliness. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm lonely. Give me that. And then you're like, it's because you're autistic. You're like, no, I like the blanket. <laughs> yeah. Why are you making about this thing? It feels like someone's holding me. <laughs> <laughs> the gravity blanket is nice, though. Yeah. I can't. They make me sweat so much. They make you sweat so hard. The fidget spinner is a little too like, hey, that guy's retarded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's self-identifying. That's the pro- you know what I mean. Walking around with it, mm-hmm. all proud. You know, yeah. I might as well I'm just have my TikTok logo on my shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look, I'm 16. <laughs> might as well just have a helmet. You know, and, uh, if you go to other countries, especially shitty countries, they're mm-hmm. always. Uh, and I'm allowed to say, I that. don't not, do that. Not you guys. <laughs> But I'm from one, and yeah. if you go to like their, the places where they buy cheap clothes, there's always, you know, they're, they're selling bootleg stuff. Mm-hmm. It comes from Turkey. It's coming from, not China so much now, but uh, they'll put like the hot soccer, you know, football teams, soccer mm-hmm. teams, basketball teams, and then they'll just put the hot application or website. So there's TikTok pants everywhere, <laughs> all over Eastern Europe. And these are people who are probably, you know what I mean, like 45-year-old heroin addicts. Are wearing TikTok pants. They will never. They don't have a cell phone that can access TikTok, but they know it's the hot shit right now. You know, you're TikTok. Romanian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone in Romania has kind of the same face. The men do. The women are beautiful. Yeah, they're hot. They there's all these. There used to be magazines that rate women when mm-hmm. that was allowed. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and they always vote on Romanian women being some of the hottest. And the men, they were like, you guys look like fucking Barney Rubble. It's, it's this curse that these hot women have to fuck these. 
awful looking and guys. And how does that keep happening? Because the men keep coming in, those women, to yeah, make yeah. more of those hot women. And you're like, are they really nice to them or something? You're like, no, <laughs> not <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I had a super hot hooker in Bucharest for like sure. 60 bucks. Yeah. And the condom broke, and I was just like, well... <laughs> she was so hot. They're hot. They're not that hot, but they're and then hot. She realized, <laughs> and then she realized it broke, and then she was like, ah! And then I was like, oh, I feel that way too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also disappointed. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell by the smile on my face. <laughs> when, did you, when did you go? What year did you go? Uh, it was like five years ago. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's well, a hot time still, to go. I was still popping. They get still. crazy on the weekends there. It's crazy. They have they they have what I think will be here in the future. They, so they have legalized massage parlors, not so much like brothels out mm-hmm. in the open, but they have. I don't know where you went. Did you go to strip club, brothel, call it. You call a lady. I don't remember. Of course. Oh, is that good? Huh? I was beer and drinking. Yeah, probably had some Eastern European ecstasy. That's what that'll erase the memories. Ooh, that sounds. Fun. They sold. They sold like forty ounces in plastic. There was bigger than a forty ounce. They're like huge. A plastic yeah, mass. Yeah. Just a big ass plastic thing of beer. Well, people where is beer, that on a map? Romania. It's yeah. near Bulgaria, Hungary. You know where you? <laughs> right, that's helpful. Nothing? Okay. You know uh, where's the carburetor on a car in the engine? You know where the Ukraine is. All right, Ukraine. So Russia, Russia's and, here, and then Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, so and down here, under Ukraine, mm-hmm. to the left, some Romania, right there. Oh, okay, sure. perfect. Yeah, I'm yeah. from a town that actually shares a border or near. It's like you know, like 60 miles or something. From You're the born border. there. Yeah, I was born in that shit. Wow, that's right, awesome. Yeah. And then I I immigrated with my family. I was three. I didn't do any of it. But yeah, but they did it. They did the shit. Yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, presumably. Yeah, for someone. Right. Oh, do you have siblings? No. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> then it was for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't know me very well yet. You know? Yeah, that's I, why I they guess. did it. They were like, "This is worth true. investigating." They're just like, "I love He's this kid." He's not going to be I a hope. comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. I that that would be so fun. You're like, "What? I'm leaving. I'm learning a whole new language for him to talk about pussy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just kill myself now. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think he would do it. He wouldn't go through. Do you but, remember yeah. it at all? So I remember. Getting to America, I have some sort of composite memories of that. And then, at, at, only the first summer I stayed here. Every other summer after that, I'd spend the whole summer in Romania. They'd send me back by myself. Oh, wow. My parents were fucking grifters. They came up with the parental off-season. Yeah. And they just knocked <laughs> me back in Romania. And I remember a lot of that. that. Because those memories become really sad. I don't remember anything from elementary school. I remember one weird thing about like it being 99 and then turning the year 2000 when I was in kindergarten. Like That's this weird salient memory I have that everything else is from Romania. Because it was so fucked up. Yeah. Juxtaposed against our, bega- our ever bettering life in Katy, Texas. Like yeah. Every few months, things would get, you get like HBO or something. You're like, that's a new part of your life you access. And then you go to Romania, and one of my set of grandparents doesn't have a bathroom. You have to shit in the, they have like a barn situation. It's not an outhouse, but it is an outhouse in a barn. Yeah. It's an in-house. And, you know, that, that sticks with you much more than just whatever you learned yeah. about school, Texas God, history. So when did you finally times. get porn? When did I get porn? Way too early, actually. Oh, good. Europe's okay. more pornographic. They have titties in the newspaper a lot. Amazing. Yeah, but if you grow up there and you're with that, you're like, oh, whatever. You know, it's just titties. You're you're more normal about shit like that. You grow up here, yeah, and you see titties in the news. You're like, I fucking love the newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Going out of your way to hang around newspapers. If I'd seen with... titties in a newspaper, I'd still have a subscription. Yeah, <laughs> still if, be hitting if... my door every morning. My wife would be like, Why do you have this? Like, I would just be like a little boy, like hanging around a newspaper stand with an erection. <laughs> what effect do you think that has on the national view on sexuality? 
Mm, I mean, you're more de- probably more deviant because it, it's definitely. I don't. I don't really know. Actually, people there are pretty socially conservative too. Mm-hmm. Like Texas and Romania, not all that different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sort of pseudo. They just have less guns. That's it. But they're you know they're not down with for it. now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did once. Yeah. They were gone. They'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get guns again. Guns are like the weather in Europe, you know? Yeah. Like, soon, we'll have them soon, I yeah. promise. And then we'll kill those Bulgarians. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why you don't have guns. I can, yeah. see <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, it is crazy because, like, uh, at least with, like, states here, there's some kind of uh, intermingling of that we're all the U.S., with all those countries jam packed over there, there's a lot of nationalism, I imagine. It's so much, and they don't even they don't look that different. You have to be exposing yourself at all times to be, you know, mm-hmm. like one guy's like, I hate Serbians. You're like, I can't tell you apart at all. Like, yeah. You have to, you have to. You're not you're Serbian. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like you know, people talk about you're like, oh, we're so divided here. You're like, ah, it's all everywhere that you give people room to make divisions, they will. Yeah. The only thing that stops divisions is incentivized, big sort of. You know, structure, communalized, working, whatever, and then people are like, "That's scary. That's a secret government." You're like, no, they're pretty open about it. Like, yeah. We all got to work together. And I was like, I don't know who's in charge. Like everybody, I don't know all the time. No, I don't. Let's just fight. That's better. So it's everywhere, yeah. all the time. Oh and, uh, man! And it won't be. It won't be solved because it's profitable for it not to be solved. It's better for us. You know, fighting is that's what the spice of life. It keeps everything interesting. And, and it's could- better if we found little compartmentalized ways. Soccer and fucking sports. And comedy, other, baby. Ca- kind of, but comedy didn't used to be tribal. It used to be anybody could kind of show up and, wow, I'm starting to laugh at stuff. Now there's factions, you know? Now we're like the Russian Soviet party during the 20s. I was thinking the other day, some people say, you know, if there's a God, why would he make all this misery and stuff? And then I was thinking, like, you ever, you ever play The Sims for, like, exactly. six hours? Yeah. Like, it starts off, you're trying to build their house and get them all successful. And then you're like, what if I just lock them in a room with nothing and yeah. just watch them die? Yeah. <laughs> Because they disappoint you, and so you're like, all right, I'm a little more detached now. Let's really test the limits of what <laughs> yeah. they can do. Or you, it's like The Sims where you're like, it still keeps going. Even though you're like, all right, I did this for two weeks. Fucking, I'm gone now. You're doing something mm-hmm. else. But the shit yeah. keeps, you know, and you're like, God used to talk to us. What happened? He's not talking anymore. Like, he's fucking bored. You got a new he's, game. You got four yeah. new games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon is crushing yeah. The Sims right yeah. now. Yeah. And he just left us all. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine. Uh, someone said that like uh, the price of apathy is to be ruled by evil men. It's Plato. Well, that's what all these uh, nameless quotes. Which is, oh, you said it's by Plato. I think it's Plato, okay. yeah. But like, I I don't care. I'm already being ruled by evil men, and if I have to give all of my fucks into stopping the evil men from ruling me, I'm not gonna have any time to do fun stuff. Well, I'll tell you this. I think apathy is bad. Yeah. But I think we're conditioned to be always like, you know what? It's easier to be apathetic, not just because caring is hard or whatever, because we don't really have a good coping. We hear about some fucked up thing mm-hmm. in Italy or whatever. We're like, instant action. That's the only thing. I instantly feel bad. I need to instantly feel better. Mm-hmm. We don't have a good coping process to actually take in someone's struggle and be like, you know what? Maybe just reading three pages about why this even started is good enough. Or so, you know what I mean? It's, we're all, I watched Squid Game. There you go. Isn't yeah. that enough? We're very all. Now or, I empathize. Very all or nothing. So yeah. if it's got to be all or nothing, apathy is much better than trying to pry. You know, empathy. What? That's mm-hmm. crazy. To yeah, there's to, too much stuff to care about. All of it. So much. Yeah, and you got to pick and choose of the thing. And, and then as you start caring, you're like, oh, by the way, just because I started caring about your thing, I offended a whole swath of people now with this. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I didn't mean to offend anyone. I was just. Trying to read about this fucking thing. Yeah. So, of course, apathy is, uh, first of all, easier, more enjoyable, more stress-free way. To, it's probably better for your health long term. 
Suck my dick, Plato. You're a portrait of hell, yeah. I would say. Look you know at this. I mean? <laughs> I'm going to live forever. Yeah. yeah. It was also Plato said, vape on, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Plato. <laughs> owns a chain of smoke shops. People love to, you know, they're always like, Plato. Did you ever eat Plato? Yeah. Did you? No. No? Okay. I, that was one of the only things I knew not to do. I wanted to fuck it. But Me I knew either. Sure I, wasn't I didn't eat that salty, weirdly colorful, smell I, good stuff. <laughs> I tasted it. It was very salty. So salty. <laughs> it did. All the colors taste the same, you know, too. You might know him. Do you remember a, a, a black comedian from Houston named Trey Tutson? Yeah. I brought up these black because we got into a, uh, just a comedy black versus white fight, and mm-hmm. he dropped the funniest. We were talking about Plato. He goes, "Y'all haven't had a good pedophile since Socrates." Yeah. <laughs> I will never stop thinking about that. That's <laughs> awesome. Every day of my life, I'll think but about that. We're amazing at pedophilia, dude. We are the we're the eagles of it. You're like fucking different decades <laughs> and like different guys. I thought the you Philadelphia could... Eagles right off the bat. I was no, like, those guys so- oh yeah. my God. It's like, we're better than the Eagles. No, Fuck. No, we're the band of the Eagles. We're like the Tom Brady yeah. of pedophiles. Yeah, and America's the Don Henley of pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. uh, there's a lot of them uh, in music, too, which has led me to believe that pedophilia makes you better at music. Yeah, but you know, even there you can see you can make a case for black excellence. Okay. Black pedophiles are so much more talented. R. Kelly and Michael Jackson have just dimensions of different crazy shit they do. Yeah. Meanwhile, like fucking who's the guy? Cat Scratch Fever, Ted. What's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Is Ted Nugent a pedophile? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know? Yeah, yeah. I just a... thought he shit himself to be a draft dodger. No, well, he that, did do that. I'm sure. That is. I know Ian Watkins <laughs> of the Lost Prophets raped a bunch of. There shit, you but... go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Lost Prophets are terrible bands. That's what I'm saying. Ted I mean, Nugent is also pretty bad. That's worth black people kid. are just better at music. Yeah. Okay, sure, but that also means black pedophiles are more talented. You got to yeah. give it. <laughs> yeah. So we're beating them on quantity, but not quality. That's true because we have yeah. more opportunities. Yeah. Of course, you to. A white pedophile could just walk in any recording yeah. studio and start jamming. As long as you don't have the mustache, yeah. you're pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're just a homeowner or something. I'm not saying Randy Newman's a pedophile, but I, <laughs> I bet just he say, is. I'm just saying I it. But Ted is. Nugent is. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I, I know. For, well, first of all, he wrote a song about fucking like a seventeen. Strangleholds about children. There's some <laughs> song about dating an underage girl, but also he, you know, he, you know, there's, there's all these rock guys that had like well documented, like Aerosmith. Didn't Elvis Presley? Led like, Zeppelin. Various, well, uh, Presley had a thing for 14-year-olds. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin was constantly dating like 15 and 16-year-olds. There's, there's a whole group of guys that got in like uh, in Indiana Jones's hat, you know, right under the fucking mm-hmm. age of consent wall or whatever yeah. the fuck. And, and they're just, they're grandfathered in. And that's not to be too punny, but they're <laughs> fun. They're, that's so interesting. Granddaughter they could still be on the View, you know. So why but, are we going after Drake more for trying to fuck Millie Bobby Brown? Well, people, because you know what, it's bubbling. You can see it. There's a percolating. Hey, this is a grooming sort of guy. Uh huh. You know, but people, there are. I understand the conspiracy people who are like, no, powerful Hollywood people, you know, publicists and all kinds of different people who actually move the needle and stuff. You know, money is an incentive, and they yeah. still have a little bit of it that they can move around. We're seeing it in comedy. Let's not name any names, but you know, I wish we would. I want to know more. I Listen. I we work with all of them, so we com- can't we can't bring up any specifics. I'll work just... with whoever. I'll... <laughs> Louis C.K. I will open for you and jerk off and say the n word, whatever you want. I just I that's that new comedy club in St. Louis, right? Jerk off and say the n word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny bones shut down. It's so <laughs> they had to open up a, a chain of jerk off and say the n words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just I you know so like th- there are a lot of people uh, that 
have come under criticism in comedy for stuff, and then they continue to get booked at clubs. And I see people complaining about it, but I also never see good comics complaining. That's what's always confusing to me. Like whenever I see like someone get canceled, all of the people that come to like, yeah, I'm not going to work with them, weren't getting booked. Is that sometimes just because I'm at a lower level? Or no, I mean sometimes. I mean, I definitely within recent New York tiffs and spats, you have definitely seen more comic. You're like, oh wow, that's someone of the same stature of the person being called out or above them. Sometimes you know, Mm -hmm. but you know what? It is a real problem because it's not like those comics aren't saying anything. They're just not saying it publicly. Yeah, I've been in green rooms with people who you know people who have very innocuous public profiles that are just like, this guy's a piece of shit. I wouldn't allow him around his own mother. You know, you're like, oh. And I don't think you have to feel any public responsibility to say anything about mm-hmm. that, but it is a little two faced to be like, I'll be on this podcast any given day. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you know that's the nature of what we do. Until we have some sort of centralized kind of thing and we decide the quality control communally and whatever, there's always just going to be like you got to talk shit behind that guy's back because you know <laughs> I want his fucking following. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we'll ever have centralized comedian? Like activism, like any kind of union, decentralized. Yep, there it is. That's why I want my crypto decentralized. <laughs> yeah. I want I want my comedy centralized. Ooh, we should have Giggle Coin. No, they comedy crypto, and you can only get paid in crypto. <laughs> I tried to make that. Yeah, I, know, I know. We tried to make Giggle Coin. We made an Giggle... NFT. You did? Yeah. yeah. Did it go well? No, oh, it's for sale. It is sure, for sale. Sure, yeah. You ever, sometimes when you when you hear someone's like, oh yeah, maybe thousands of NFTs, I'm like, are you just saying shit? Yeah, because I'm on it too. And I who sold? Who bought your NFTs? That's it, it cost me one hundred and sixty dollars to make, and it's for sale for like three thousand dollars. And uh, depending on what Ethereum's at, yeah, it's one Ethereum. There was one guy. I think it's like a, he's like a basketball player, maybe mm-hmm. a, a Heat player or something, who was like, hey, he's auctioning off an NFT to design a shoe. And nobody was bidding. Like it was like stuck at twelve dollars. And mm-hmm. this, so someone wrote like an article about it. And you're like, well, first of all, way to fuck up the game. That guy, that twelve dollar yeah. guy, is now gonna get fucked by all these people who are like, oh, it's only twelve bucks. Yeah. But it makes you really makes you like not every you can't just make money in this shit. You have to have a thorough marketing plan. Yeah. You know, somewhat understanding of whatever the fuck you're doing. But then again, look, sometimes I, I ran I ran into some stupid crypto money without knowing what the fuck was going on. Yeah. But not NFT stuff. Or like the kid on TikTok that's now a millionaire that just uh, did stupid, like he would see stupid TikTok trends. Yeah. And then he would just do the correct version of like the DIY stuff. I can't oh, think of his funny. name. He's got a very like stereotypical African name. Oh, Long John. That's his. Oh, yeah. He, he, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. That's his name. He doesn't talk. Yeah. 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 Where's he from? Um, what does he do? So there, there will be like a he does duets on TikTok, which is where there's someone two. will show you like a DIY, like or like a life hack that like, doesn't actually accomplish anything. It just oh, it just goes on forever. And yeah, just like and then he and he just does it right after him, like much faster. And he's like, "What the fuck?" So it'll be like a hot glue. Guy. Without, he doesn't even talk at all. And they make a handle onto a water bottle, and then the handle like pick up the water bottle, and then he'll just grab the water bottle and drink out of it, and then go like this. Oh, and that's his whole creative content. His name is Long John. Yeah. And he's uh, on his way to America. My friend, who runs like a comedy philanthropy organization, it's like a place where comics can go and live and mm-hmm. make content for free, and something you get paid for stuff. It's in Pittsburgh. Nice. They're they're getting him. Oh, through uh, the, yeah, I know who that is. That's cool. Steve Hofstetter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's called the Steel City AF Art Foundation. Um, yeah, and they. He's, Comedian destroys heckler helps comic. That's yeah. It always look. It balances out. Yeah. Uh, 
and he's yeah, I, I don't I don't remember what country I want to say Nigeria, but he's uh, he's getting his visa stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's gonna come live and make content here. Amazing. And he's uh, he's no, look, I don't I hate being earnest about other comedians, you know, but he's a fantastic guy because he's blown up. He's had like millions of followers without talking. Yeah. And that's old, you know. That's old school Bob Hope stuff, you know. Where you're like, it doesn't matter what the jokes, are. you know. It's buy into my charisma and the people, you know. That's yeah. a that's a type of comedy that we've ignored for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to realize there's a lot of different types of comedy that people just aren't. Of course, doing. you are. You fuck with no, I'm kidding. I'm sort of yeah. aggressive for no reason. <laughs> you just now realize no. Yeah, I mean, because well, when I first saw, have you seen Casey Rocket? Of course, yeah. He was just in here doing worm stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the worm report. It's the worm the thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll go to that in a second. But uh, yeah, the first time I saw him do stand-up, I was just like, I didn't realize you're allowed to do that. Isn't that the best moment? Because every time, it doesn't matter how great it happens in the room, you will always remember that moment. It'll be isolated and it'll stick out in your memory. When you see someone who bends the art form a little, you're like, oh, I didn't know you could fucking... That that's crazy. Now I have to re. That's home. allowed. Yeah. I, I I had that one time with, and I recently was rewatching this set. You know who John Doerr is? Mm-hmm. He's a very funny Canadian comedian who also has a lot of crossover here. He had a hilarious uh, connect the dots drawing thing at JFL one year, it was like mm-hmm. 2013, where he would invite people on stage and be like, "If you can connect the dots and get it right, you and guess what it is, you win money." And the first one was like something innocuous, like a banana, you know. And then the second one is uh, the Prophet Muhammad. He's like, oh, you got it. You got to get out of here. You just drew the. I'm sorry. Like, and just like shit where you're like, oh, yeah, this planned chaos and this planned yeah. entropy is so funny. I mean, funny. it was like swastika. <laughs> yeah. there, no, so the swastika was one. But, yeah. But then he would like open the latch. He's like, I had a staircase plan. <laughs> so he had all these like, I mean, it's it wasn't just like, because you know, oftentimes we as comics, we get one funny premise and, and one or one punchline out of it. No, it was well crafted and. The whole thing came in on it, on itself, and uh, I it just fucked up the way I thought about comedy. I think it was starting, and I was like, "Oh, everything I do is trash ass." Yeah, this is what's funny. Yeah, yeah. After I saw Casey, I was like, "I should just quit." Sure, it's not, sometimes, but that's a good thing if you overcome it. It's a what's the best thing artistically to feel yeah. that because oftentimes we oscillate between I'm the fucking funniest mammal, whatever. And and then you're like I don't I don't differentiate I don't, I'm the funniest of any species <laughs> yeah. the fur, funniest bipedal vertebrate there's ever been uh, Plato would call me a chicken <laughs> <laughs> but then we oscillate to like I don't even know what art is at all what am I yeah. doing this is what people do what I do is so derivative I should be killed on stage and that's yeah, <laughs> yeah it. it does just go between those two there's no middle ground you you find you sometimes find a nice lane of balance but you, you it's also good chaotically and artistically to be between those two cuz a little bit of both has to come together to How long you been doing comedy? Fucking I'm almost done. <laughs> eight, 8 years about yeah. thereabouts. I'm 26. I'll be 27 next month. I started when I was 18. Yeah, that's amazing. What was the, what was the lead up to your first mic and how'd that go? <clears throat> mm. Oh, it's a long, boring story, but I was in Alcoholics Anonymous. You haven't Anonymous. punched that up yet? No, yeah. I <laughs> You've been doing it eight years and you haven't punched up the beginning? Who cares about the beginning? Everyone's like, what was your first thing? You're like, yeah, I went to a bar and I was like, oh, I, should be, I should get that narcissism feeling. It's my turn, you know? Yeah. That's all it was. Oh, yeah, perfect. But I was doing sketch comedy, live sketch comedy. Wow. When I was like 16 in AA. At a, oh at a AA convention. I got sober when I was 15. Yeah. I got sent to a rehab, and then I'd, I'd go to this quarterly AA conference. Wow, this, so you've got like a decade sober. No, no, I'm not. I'm cool now. I got to oh, start okay. drinking again. But, okay, cool. <laughs> but I got I was sober for like seven, almost eight years. Wow. And um, so with this conference, it would be quarterly in the woods mm-hmm. near uh, San Antonio, 
And say you had like a birth, say you had like three years sober in between the conference, you would have a birthday card that you put out, you know, it's like you'd be like Eli for, you know, three years or something. Mm -hmm. And then everyone that shows up to the conference that knows you writes horrible shit on there, like a roast thing or something. Sometimes your friends know uh, awful things about you. Other times strangers just write awful shit. Incredible. Yeah. And then Saturday night in front of everybody that's at this conference, these things will be read in front of people. It's called birthday night. Awesome. And after the world's worst shit is read about it, you give up, you you stand up and you earnestly talk about how recovery's good. <laughs> For about a minute or two, then we all clap and you go away. Was this in Romania? No, this is, this is in Texas. And Sounds then, like a very Eastern European thing. I know. It's, it's so backwards, but I loved it. And uh, every four or five people, to break up the, this, you know, this yeah. thing, we, there'd be a little, there'd be a sketch, like a live sketch. <laughs> thought of this i know dude it's, it's it sounds like a dean martin 1950s like i'm surprised like, you stayed sober yeah well I, I not because of this thing but this very much i was like because i got to be a part of it early on i did like a character who was you know very borat derivative but he just like it was a Roma romanian guy who got sober when he was six you know yeah because awesome. he, he started drinking when he was two he's like my first drink was petroleum and just i had a bunch of hacky punchlines like that but it was fun sure. to make people laugh oh i bet and um and then when I was like seventeen, I became the head writer of this thing. Like we would, we you you're you're in charge of four of them a year, and we would write like an hour long sketch show, like live sketch review, wow. day of. The fuck would you like pick out who you want around like eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, that guy's funny. Look at him. He's he's always saying mean shit to women. Let's get that guy. You know? And and you fuck and we now to do that would give me so much anxiety. I'd have to be on straight benzos oh yeah. but back then i was like no it's, what's it's just an hour of shit you know what i mean <laughs> we'll stall if we have we're just, some of them were, <laughs> a bunch of sober people some of them were funny sketches i had one that was like a a, a shark tank ripoff called koi pond okay where we were getting criminals that were wanted to go legit to invest their fortunes into like new wacky ideas or whatever but really, the the criminals had no intention of going legit at all. They were looking for fronts for their money and stuff. Yeah. And it was hosted by Jimmy the Vig, me, who would always, he's like, I don't care what we're doing. I just want my little taste because I introduced everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, I, that's I, fun. They were kind of fun, you know? And by the time. SNL would love to steal that bit. They would chop it up and shit all over it. Yeah. Um, and by the time I was 18, I'd been in a band for a while until I played music. I did a lot of stuff, but the band broke up and uh, I was still looking for an outlet. Yeah, and I had a new guy also in AA who did stand up, and then I was just kind of following him around to mics and stuff, and then I just did it. And wow. It was awful. It was terrible, and I did it. This is how I did it for the first two years. I'd show up once a month whenever I had like a new five minutes or five ish. I'd bomb, and I'd be like, "All right, see you next month." <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't talk to anybody. I was a lurker, you know. I was also I was eighteen, so I was afraid that if anyone knew I was really young, the whole thing would get shut down, and everyone would hate yeah. me. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, you know, I just try to grow my beard out and not talk much. And I was sober, so I was like, oh, it's extra weird that I'm not ordering alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, I'm drawing <laughs> attention to myself. Yeah. So I just felt insane for a long time. And then after a while, I just met people, and they were like, oh, you're doing it stupid. You should do it, you know, show yeah. up every day. <laughs> and then, you're doing and then, it stupid. Yeah. 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 And we were I'm, supposed to roast battle at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be 3-0, and but instead I'm 2-0. and yeah, I thought you were like six and zero or something. Well, I am. I'm, I'm. I think I'm undefeated. Also, at the Houston version of roast battle, which is a rap ro comedy roast battle, but that's only because we we're too stupid to do just a regular roast battle. We had, we had to add the rap element, <laughs> and I'm pretty good at freestyle. You have to drink scissor powder of it's got, cone. Yeah, it's gonna cost you 150 dollars. Yeah. Just <laughs> do they still do that? Sip lean uh, or the or rap. do the <laughs> yes, yes they do. Eli. <laughs> 
Yeah, rap, the boys are still sipping. It's rap the roast battles. They don't do it anymore. Michael Data and a guy who lives in San Antonio now. Zach, I just started my rap dissing. career. There's, it's so fun. It was so good. I, and I, the reason I was undefeated, I wasn't just good at it. I'd make everyone. You could choose to rap to a beat or a cappella, and I was like, oh, always to a beat, bitch. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm no showman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And since no one could keep a beat, I was like, I'm fucking sweep the leg. You know. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. We, we, it would have been a fun roast battle. I was. I, I remember some of the jokes I wrote for it. We the the pandemic. Yeah. I've there's two roast battles now that have been postponed because of COVID shit. That that was going to be my to first be. one. It would have been fun. And then, uh, yeah, the pandemic happened, and I heard that you were like six and zero, oh and I'd never done one. I was like, all right. Yeah, I I was like not surprised. I was like, that's cool. Not I'm not like super great at roast stuff, but I wrote for a roast. Mm-hmm. And I really, I'm okay at the battling thing. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "We're gonna roast battles. Like, that's awesome. I love shit like I'm gonna destroy you, but if that's yeah. cool. That's fucking you know. I love courage and lack of awareness. They're my favorite two <laughs> things, and I like them together. So you're, you're a big fan of like TikTok cringe videos, then? Sure. Yeah, I don't watch anything on TikTok. Ooh, I'm on I don't, I don't like those. God, the they make me so uncomfortable. The lack of awareness and courage combo. Of yeah, these human yeah, beings. Yeah. I watched a couple that d- somehow both meth-faced and pear-shaped. Yeah. It was an incredible Look, combo. you got to get used to the kids because they're coming. And they're, Huge eyes, wide bodies. These new kids, they're not like our generation. They got thin on the stimulants. Yeah. They know how to eat through them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But on a real note, the cringe stuff is that's the next not wave of comedy, but that's a huge a huge swath of people loves that. It's so good. Some of it's good, some of it's whatever. Some we we gotta get you know, I hate comics who are like, I don't I don't learn anything new. You know, you're like, Good, that'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> that'll always be awesome for you. I'm sure that I won't have any repercussions. <laughs> yeah, none. Yeah, I do think cringe is gonna be like a subgenre of comedy. But it also, already is. I think I mean Have listen, you heard of Nanette? Or 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 it's I, crushing. It's a whole hour of cringe. Or it. let's be really honest. You know, it's, I mean, I don't, it, cringe. It seems to have morphed as a word now. Yeah. But I always thought that the curb your enthusiasm was cringe. Like you know what I mean? Like it's so funny, but it almost feels like it hurts my stomach to watch two or three episodes in a row. Sometimes. What about Nathan for you? It's very similar. Yeah, because you're like, oh my god, I'm tense the whole time for the people. Like there's like yeah. 13 minutes of my back being tight because yeah. this person's so fucking stupid. They don't understand what's going on. The first two seasons of The Office. We're very much that way. Where Michael Scott is, I would say even the British office is even more like. The I couldn't handle it, so I like yeah. I hated the. I would never watch it. Really, everybody told me it was the best show. I tried to watch it so many times. It's not better, but it's also funny. Hated it, and, and then finally I put on the office in the background, and I had been watching it loosely. Yeah, and then the third season came around, and I finally saw something that made me laugh. God, and then I watched through the rest of the, the show and the rest yeah. of the, like six seasons. I went back and watched the first few seasons yeah. after I already had like the characters and it was okay yeah but still like some of those episodes i like i want to fast forward like i look for the remote I'm like oh, i just can't why are you there's yeah, there, people yeah, watch yeah, the there's... office like re-watching it i don't get that after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if we've learned anything is that there's always a catch so when i first heard that mint mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month i thought what's the catch But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. I switched from Verizon, and I'm 
I'm saving like 80 bucks a month now and my service is better. So it, it's just a complete no brainer for people looking for extra savings. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Using your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash giggle. That's mintmobile.com slash giggle. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash giggle. You don't get rewatch. You don't rewatch anything? No. Oh my god! I love. I mean, had a nice brain. Must have. I want. If I have internet, no. Have you ever seen the hanging of Benito Mussolini? I put that on like twelve times a week, <laughs> just over and over. They drag him through the street. It's a whole. And then it's. Oh, girl- it's really. It's, 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 <laughs> like a, it's like an art film. Yeah. I love that he's like he's trying not to be offensive. He's like, no, you can watch whatever you want. Yeah, no, no. I was I was trying. I thought like maybe this is like some kind of art thing. I don't know I'm if they have any video to know about. I don't know. If they have. <laughs> I do like watch. Have you ever watched a, a dictator get deposed? There's not a lot of footage of it, but sometimes they have. No, like, Roma- I would. The Romanian dictator, famously. Nice. When they hit- stabbed Gaddafi in the ass. That's it. Yeah, that was a good one. That's that's like the 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 Philly special. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I watch that once a year, just because you're like, that's such a good play. Like, <laughs> it's crazy they called that. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I get such bad intrusive thoughts just mm. in my day to day life that I try not to watch gore. Oh, you don't watch murder videos? <laughs> but you but didn't grow up in America in the early. The problem 2000s? is that I have so many friends that know that about me. Oh, they love to oh. four to five times a day on Instagram. That's I'll rough. get a video that, and they know how to get me because sometimes what I also really like, I love seeing people fall. Like just someone walk up there, just eat but shit. Not too hard. Makes me laugh so hard. You don't hard. want them to die. But if they fall longer, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bad. So I have like specifically my buddy Cody will send me some of the funniest videos and then just intersperse. We'll just be a guy in an argument with the cops and then his head just explodes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I didn't want to see that. I don't like that. He I, sends me a lot of cringe. That's yeah. the equivalent to me of like a, you know how like a women, woman feel when they get a dick pic? That's how I feel as a guy when someone sends me something and I'm like, oh, there's a severed penis or I guess that's a dick pic too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had so many guys in my life for a while, especially in AA, that were like, just love to send you. Be like, Here's this guy. That's, they cut him in half. Dude, <laughs> right? yes. Yes, it is. Sober people, they're just like, I get that you're missing endorphins, but stop doing this to yeah. me. <laughs> Galen Nash sent me a video of a guy blowing his head off the other day. Sure, yeah. they just uh, And I was like, why? They're like, thinking of you, buddy. You're like, will you stop? Everything? Now I have yeah. to send this to other people. I'm going to look insane. <laughs> yeah, I can't be alone in my misery. No. <laughs> yeah, man, it's... Uh... How'd you guys find... This is the coolest money laundering situation I've ever been a part of. Yeah, man. Uh, we're a front for the U.S. military. Damn! So, yeah! Y'all a black op, too? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. You know Romania is the I only country? I think we're called, like, Redwater or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know Romania is the only country that had a CIA black site that publicly announced it? Well, they're African-American sites now. <laughs> <laughs> What's a black site? Yeah. Black site's a secret prison. Yeah. It's a, a place that the... the what CIA... Gitmo was supposed to be until those pesky people found out about well, it. Well, yeah, Gitmo was so, sort of much more public, but there was a Polish one. You know, there's, there are places that you're taking, you, you get captured in Afghanistan or somewhere in the sandbox, and then you're not going to get taken back on U.S. soil because there's all this legal hoopla that maybe people have to jump <laughs> Rights. <through>. Rights and <laughs> stuff. Geneva conventions and shit, so... <laughs> They take you to somewhere like Geneva, weirdly, <laughs> in Europe, where they're like, yeah, well, the laws are different here for some reason, you know. 
you guys have had capitalism long enough. You could just do this. <laughs> and, and they're never they're never public. They're places where you're going to do see torture and you're going to see, you know, you don't want people to even know that you're carrying somebody there. And there was a guy wow. running for office in Romania and he had been previously the vice president. So he had knowledge of this black site. And then it came out he was starting to knock. He's not going to win the election. So he's he, he pulled. He's just started telling state secrets and all kinds of crazy and he was like and and we got your fucking black site you didn't even send me any money <laughs> they were like whoa that's incredible is he still alive oh yeah he's in prison he's in jail Ooh. Yeah. he's one of the few Romanian politicians who goes to jail it's Romanian politicians are like NFL players you're like there should be more in prison but there's, <laughs> there's, just, yeah, like, there's just a couple you're gonna get away with it you might even still be on the field actually <laughs> man is I, that the drug one can I have yeah, that yeah 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 it's CBD. It's it's <laughs> it's Delta A. <laughs> mm. I cannot believe uh, how popular that has become. The Delta Eight. The Delta Eight and the CBD stuff. Remember, I said we should make Delta Eight cartridges because no one's doing it. And I told and you, look, three week. people are doing it, and then you're like, oh. now everyone's doing and it. And now so, they're everywhere. So okay, yeah. so my big fear is to say, you know, because all kinds of places are s- selling Delta Eight, like fucking gas stations, Correct. shoe store, every kind. So a cop walks in, and then you have to do like do this whole like spiel of like oh no officer see there's the farm act and then the, uh, that means this and they're like shut up you're going to jail you know yeah or the cop just listens to you and they're like oh that's a pretty good point i didn't even know about this let me go home to the cop store and research that <laughs> yeah so if that's if that second one's the case why aren't we just doing that with all the drugs here's Where someone's like hey is that heroin you're like no this is white tar heroin <laughs> it ain't got all the same chemicals it's uh sativa it's just <laughs> walking around and doing stuff like, <laughs> well the federal analog act applies to schedules one through four and wait marijuana is a schedule one That's i don't know yeah, yeah you're right yeah. i think it's also there's like very much always has been and probably always will be a like good old boys system in texas of as long as you don't piss us off, then you can kind of break some of those rules. Sure, yeah. But because you're always breaking those rules, now if you do piss us off, we're going to enforce them. So like weed in Austin. If you have weed in Austin and you're just walking around and you're doing nothing to offend anybody, yeah. none of the police here care. I have a picture of me on 6th Street wearing a shirt with a picture of a cop in front of a cop car, like smoking a joint and it says quit your day job. And it's me with like six Austin PD members. That's an iconic photo. And and, and like, I'm like smiling to love with them. Like they don't care. They're very happy people. Well, that's not illegal though. Bothering that. Well, I had been doing drugs and drinking. I was on so much Xanax in that picture. I don't remember it being taken. I thought you were going to say you were smoking a joint in front of cops. I'm not impressed. I reeked of marijuana for sure. I'd been smoking blunts all night. And eating Xanax and drinking on Which reeks. Street. You know Xanax when you eat it? It reeks. Yeah, you it comes smell. comes out of your pores. You smell like shit. Bartarded. Definitely tastes bad. You smell like jail. That's where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, as long as you're not doing anything like aggressive to bother them, like they're not going to fuck with you on stuff. But yeah, they but, could. Well, this is, this is the, the true grittiness, I think, of it is even more interesting. Because the way they did it in Texas, they decriminalized all kinds of shit. They allowed CBD. and the, Basically, consistent with the Farm Act. But... They said if you're above a certain amount, a threshold of THC, that's still weed. However, they didn't uh, give the police the equipment to test weed, like THC on a spectrum. They just have binary equipment to test is there or is there not THC. So it creates this legal gray area where technically all the weed you have, you can be like, this is fucking hemp. What are you talking about? I don't care if it's 40% THC. You don't yeah, have a have lab. To, you'd have to get arrested and then you'd have to ha- they'd have to like... Send it to the oh, lab. Oh, you'll get arrested. No, I'm saying, I haven't kept up too much on it, but the, the theory was, 
that almost any marijuana conviction can be thrown out at the court level when you're like, you, the onus is on the state for you to prove this is past whatever threshold. And the state has said, we're going to forego the funds <laughs> to have that equipment. It's the most Texas the shit ever. The state has a very easy case for me. I was pulled over in Dripping Springs, Texas with a cartridge of marijuana. Now you're done. Uh, but it was still in the packaging. Because uh, I bought it from a dispensary yeah. with a debit card. Yeah. So there's a brown paper bag with a receipt yeah. from a business yeah. with my gram of wax. Yeah. And it wasn't even a cartridge. It was a syringe for dabbing. From Colorado or where? From was California. California. I was driving in from California. And so they took my like, Puffco. They took my dab rig. And then the officer asked me, he was like, hey, does this have THC in it? And I was like, well, and then he looked at it. And it has the printout that of exactly shit, how yeah. much because they paid to have yeah. it tested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I but, guess this much drugs. Yeah, it's, well, there's it's, there's a lot of like mushroom bars going around, and they don't say anything about them having mushrooms in them. Yeah, like a good criminal should, dude. What are these fucking people doing? Yeah, I get it though. When it's legal and in one place, it's funny that that's I miss the case. it so much. That's the only thing I sincerely miss about California is that I could order on Uber Eats and on Mr. Chow's weed delivery mm-hmm. and they would be at the house at the same time. You know, I heard someone say, cause I, I love going to LA and going to even, you know, there's abundant weed in Texas too. Yeah. You can find it. You gotta be cool. But yeah, they, I, I was going to, I was telling someone, I was like, I'm going to go to this uh, one dispensary, med men or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love going. I love the experience. I know the text and probably whatever. And my buddy was like, don't go there. It's so corporate. I'm like, the drugstore? Yeah. <laughs> they sell drugs. Yeah. When did you... Corporate. Isn't Fuck that me. awesome? Shut up. Like... MedMen is like the Apple store of weed. Yeah. It... I think that's by design. No, it is. It they're is. trying it... to copy the Apple. It's yeah. there for all of the weed tourism. Because yeah. there's so many people that go there. They're like, ooh, I want to try a dis... My no, mom. Should, because those people, when they, go, when they go to your local dispensary, you're like, I just want to sit here and bar-. Like Everyone gets mad. Like, God, I'm, I'm trying to get my drugs. Shut up, lady. Like, yeah. It's the deli, you know? Like, they get, you know, so it's better to have a med men here and there where you're like, all right, we'll tax the tourists, but we'll also give them an experience. They can go home to fucking Iowa and tell people, I went to the weed store. They were so nice. It was like a genius bar, but everyone was dumb. It was fucking yeah, cool. It's perfect. I went to one in Vegas and it was a fucking ripoff. I got this. $20 like pre-rolled joint mm-hmm. and it was packed so tight I couldn't even hit it. Yeah. You got ripped off in Vegas? Yeah. That's a crazy story. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the a... most surprising story I've ever heard. It was I... a very professional establishment. <laughs> Dude, I went... It, it was a MedMen. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Pre-rolls are always... I remember when I was reading about... like I was like a fucking kid reading about weed in Amsterdam and, uh-huh. on like Arrowhead and they were yeah! Oh, yeah. already telling we're people like, don't buy the fucking pre-rolls. That's the shake at the bottom of this shit. And you're like, I'm still going to buy them. Come on. <laughs> I want to buy a joint that someone else made for me. We bought a joint in Amsterdam, and it was just completely tobacco. <laughs> I mean, you bought a cigarette. You were, were you not? Were you not, <laughs> yes. were you not I, at a coffee shop? Or I, you? I was. Oh, and then I don't remember what happened after that. That's crazy. There's I like just this, remember thinking, like, what the hell's going on? There's like this one coffee shop there that's like uh, famous for being in like Ocean's Twelve or something. Is it the Mad Dog one? I don't know. I don't remember the what Bulldogs. they're called. Some, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty small one, but you go there and that's that's a fun like experience because it, it doesn't feel like a dispensary. There's mm-hmm. just it's like a bar. They they made it. There's like they're like if alcohol is gonna be served like this, that's how weed. They they don't do sell alcohol and weed in the same place. Yeah, they don't. They serve real fluffy kind of fun not cocktail stuff so i went uh i got on the list i'm a giant pothead and i have been forever same no thing. you it's been obsessed with it since i was a kid but yeah. they opened the first cannabis cafe in the u.s in yeah. la wow. and it was a place where they could serve food and weed oh so i got on the reservation list i went with a group of comedians yeah. so we sit down so the first person comes out and they take your food order yeah and it's all munchy style food yeah. i got like uh 
corn dogs with a lotes in the middle. Oh my god! And they like made like a whole circle of corn dogs and then just filled the middle with yeah, amazing yeah. street corn. Boner Town. So that comes out, and then this other dude comes out, and he's your weed server. So you can rent bongs oh. and all of these different pieces. So they have this like it was two fifty for an hour, but it was like a incredible state of the art gravity bong. It's like the one Wiz Khalifa smokes. It's like the pill shape mm. with water, and you flip it, and it fills up with smoke. Yeah. Then you flip it again, it blows the smoke. My out dad a wants straw. that one. Yeah, so like we rented that, and then you could buy weed and dabs and everything from them mm-hmm. there, and use their equipment to smoke it. So we're buying pre rolls and grams of flour and putting them in these cool. Bongs that's a that's an all around great experience. And just smoking and eating, and like the check came out and it was insane. Yeah, it, way too much fucking money. But, but when you do it one time, you're like, I don't care at all. Whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, you're exactly. gonna pay for it. And we're splitting it four ways, yeah, so I think we all yeah. paid two hundred ish bucks, and we got unbelievably high and ate in public. Like that was such a great experience. You got to come when you come to Houston. There, we have a dispensary in Houston. No. Yeah, it's not legal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, Slim Thug's an owner. No way. Yeah. I hope I'm not dry snitching. I mean, he makes videos about it. That's so cool. <laughs> um, you can look into. It. I won't say the name, but uh, I've taken some people there. I took Billy Wayne Davis there. Amazing. He's a big pothead. Yeah. And uh, he was like, are you serious? This is like a real place? I was like, yeah, we can go here. I can take you to a trap house if you want, too, so you can juxtapose. He's like, no, no, let's just... I do want that. Let's just go to this one. And uh, it's not like a L.A.-style dispensary where they're like, oh, we have all these flavors. Sure, sure, sure. They're like, no, no, no. It's more like a drug... Like They're like, we have four or five flavors. They have edibles. They have drinks that they make. They have mm-hmm. like cartridges, whatever. But you can pay with a debit card. Which, Incredible. Which, and they have like a square little sliding thing. And yeah. I remember him, he was like, so they just keep like a record of all the crime they're doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> they have a loyalty program. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. Dude, I, so I went to some shady dispensaries in California. During the shutdown, there were a lot of places that were like just don't want to get all the licensing and stuff done. Sure. want to sell weed. Yeah. Oh, I've been to a few of those. So I have a buddy who's a comedian who also does tattoos. And mm. he did both of my, like my calf tattoos. But so I went out there and paid, and it's in San Bernardino, and I pay him for the, the first tattoo, is, yeah. and I'm laying down on my stomach, getting my calf tattooed, and I'm just out of the clearance of the front door that keeps opening up, because I'm in the lobby of a dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally just laying like so people come in, and they're picking up, it, but it's not a dispensary like LA where you come in to get your weed. This is where drug dealers go to get to their get, weed yeah, to it's sell. A, it's a distro. So yeah, so people are showing up, and they're picking up like garbage bags uh-huh. of good weed. Mm-hmm. So they're walking past me, and like bumping the table I'm getting tattooed on. <laughs> but like, dude, so, Sorry, Mr. Armenian Mafia. Yeah, ripped off by one of those places too. Damn. Got a bunch of edibles, and they're all fake. All of them? Yeah. People I mean, it. you at least got good brownies, probably. <laughs> they taste good? Were they delicious? Uh, they were all right. I'm yeah. not much for ripping people off, but you have like one of those faces where I just I would love to con you. you know? <laughs> It'd feel good. You'd feel good. You're like, I got that guy's yeah, money. I'm <laughs> taking down the patriarchy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel like you're doing something for It's granted. not an easy task. Yeah, this is against sure, the Sure, but man. people keep doing it, apparently. They were in packages <laughs> yeah. that said like sour puff kids or something. Yeah, you can't test those, because even if you eat them there, they're like, all right, you got two hours for me to stick around to... Dude, and you guys try being a fat person. <laughs> I fucking I get edibles. So the first, like, I feel like one of these edibles didn't work, but I'm not sure which. Yeah. I already ate them all. So I I had this guy that sold me when I lived in Dallas that would sell me edibles. And one time I buy a batch of like ten cookies from him. It's like hundred and fifty dollars, which is insane to get just a bag Great of cookies. Prices. That's good. And That's so a nice deal. So I eat a few cookies. Hoping they work. And I get stoned off my ass. Sure. So I'm so happy. I go back to the kid. I buy another bag of cookies later. And I eat you know, one cookie, nothing, two cookies. I end up eating a whole bag of cookies and I feel nothing. 
Yeah. I'm like, well, what the shit? Maybe I just had a full stomach today, so however many milligrams didn't work. The first time that I was in California going to a dispensary, I was with my mom. And so we go in and I buy a 500 milligram brownie. So I was like, well, I need something very strong. I'm a big boy. Yeah. And so I cut it into quarters mm-hmm. and I give my mom a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, 125 milligrams, that's not that much. She'll did be... she know it was drugs? She did. She okay. did. She was like, yeah, I'll try some weed. I'll eat some edibles. I'll try and, some and, weed. And I'm thinking, you know, my sweet, she's done drugs in the day. And yeah. like, but she's 5'3, 120 pounds. So she's, she's a little lady. And I hand her 125 milligrams she's of brownie, thinking I'm giving her a very light dose. Mm-hmm. I eat the other 375. <laughs> <laughs> and we leave and we go to a restaurant uh, in like Manhattan Beach. So we get to the restaurant. It's been like 30, 45 minutes. The waitress hands us our menus and my mom is looking very confused. And she looks up at me and she whispers, this isn't in English. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, mom, it's definitely in English. Definitely. And she goes, no, no, no. And then she's like, we have to go. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to order some food to go. And the waitress comes up and it scares my mom. Of course. So that she's like, <laughs> And I'm like, Mom, it's, it's okay. Like, we'll just get the food to go. And so she's like, we have to walk back. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, it's like fucking two miles. I don't want to walk two miles. She's like, I can't be in a car. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I'm carrying, like, my burger. And also, 375 milligrams of edibles are now hitting me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty high. <laughs> yeah. And then me and my mom are just walking through Manhattan Beach. And I'm, like, just, like, goose-stepping almost, just having a good time. My mom. Wait, that's what you do when you have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? Right? Start spreading the news. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I just feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I'm having fun walking down the street, looking at the scenery, and my mom is convinced someone is following us. So every few steps, she's so, just like, just Mike, there is all. someone following. And I'm like, Mom, it's fine. But then I'm like, is someone following <laughs> us? So yeah, I'm like, you got rebound checking behind us. Yeah. So we finally get back to this Airbnb. The next day, we're supposed to drive down the PCH to go to another business meeting thing, like for her work. So I'm like, all right, we got to get you like, to bed. You know, like, so I'm like, mom, go to bed. Here's like some food stuff. Like, take your food, go to your room, pass out. So my mom goes to sleep. I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning and I go to check on her. I knock on her door. I'm like, mom. You know, and then I open the door. She's not there. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not good. You know, like, like she should be here. This should be yeah. So right where you are. I call her a couple times and she's not answering. And then I pull up to like find my iPhone. I'm like, fuck. Like this was supposed to be so she could find me when I'm drunk. Like no, no, I'm hunting my mom. So I'm looking at it and the dot's really close. I'm like, oh cool, she's here. Not like ten seconds later, she busts in the door like fucking Kramer. She's like, ah, she's still high. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, I got juice. (laughs) And she's got two giant like grocery bags full. Of fresh pressed juices. Oh and she's God. like, I thought they'd get the weed out of my system. <laughs> Canceled the meeting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, where did you get juices? And she's like, I drove someplace. I, drove. <laughs> I was like, oh God, all right, where did you park? She's like, up there, it's fine. I'm like, it's definitely not fine. <laughs> and we'd rented like a convertible Camaro. So I walk out and like downtown Manhattan Beach, there's just one lane going each way and then street parking on like parallel parking one side on each side. There's a huge traffic jam. 
As I walk out there, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I see it, the Camaro. She did the first half of parallel parking where you go back into the space. Mm. And then she was like, yep. And then just, <laughs> <laughs> just got out of the car. So now there's just this rental car parked with the top still down, just blocking one of the two ways that you can drive. So people are having to go around it. and They're just looking at this empty car like, who the fuck would do this? She's like, well, I can still get out. So <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I have to walk up and move this car. <laughs> So I'm just like waving everybody like, sorry, and park the car. And I come back. I'm like, hey, what the fuck happened? And she's like, I got juices. I don't know what else to tell you. It's yeah. So you know, and your mom have a lot in common. So no, yeah. <laughs> so knowing the milligrams of stuff makes such a it's huge, huge difference. Lack of tolerance. That was a great story. Thanks. <laughs> but it's a, the point is lack of tolerance is the biggest problem in America. Yeah. <laughs> That's because, true. That's why people overdose. Because, well, yeah, that. Don't stop doing heroin. You'll lose your tolerance. Yeah, I mean, fentanyl's a problem there, too. But oh, yeah. look, there's people, there's people who are so good at drugs, they pitch no hitters on them. Yeah. And there's some there's people who are no, so bad at them, they kill people when they're driving off a little bit of them. So you got to, you know, you got to practice in your garage and then start moving around. Yes. That's my big moral for the kids, you know? <laughs> I have reached a stage of obesity where I lose things in my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still oh. warm. So you're a uh, you're prison large. Yeah, you're ready. I'm to smuggle. smuggle ready. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. it's it's becoming a problem. You could be an anime or a guard, honestly, with that face. Yeah, yeah. you could get a train ran on you. Well, you don't have to be. Fat. I think anyone <laughs> could do that. <laughs> no, that you could put their dicks in more places. Oh, you say, more, you say I could have more, a large, more cars you on my train. Like three guys fuck your belly. You could run an Amtrak. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I could be like the changing station with one of those gears that holds eight trains. Mm -hmm. This has become sufficiently esoteric. Yeah. <laughs> more like an outer rim. The, yeah. the fans need something to visualize. You know? Yeah. Oh, dude, I... I still haven't figured out how to not make it upset people, but I have a joke about uh, gaining weight after... I had lost a bunch, I'll fix and it. I had the best <laughs> part of losing all that weight was that I every thirty pounds of fat you lose, you gain one inch of visible penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I lost ninety pounds, so I had good dick for a while. Wow! And then I just ate my way away from good dick, and I watched <laughs> my body take my good dick from me, just like one milkshake at a time. And so the visual I use is: imagine you're cooking a cake, and you put a dildo in the middle of that cake, and you just watch the cake rise around it. That was looking down for me. <laughs> And sometimes people laugh, and other times I have people go, oh! <laughs> I've always thought you needed a better visual for that joke, but I can't think of one, so I never said anything. I think, well, I appreciate I think the visual that. is fine. You gotta, I would work up more of the convention before it. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's something, uh, something funny about the idea of like, if you're going to eat, like you're eating towards bad dick. Yeah. You know, Come here, bad dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all, you know, I don't know if this is a helpful. One of my friends, he used to do stand-up, doesn't do it anymore, but he had a funny... Similar premise about he was a fat guy who lost some weight and he gained an inch, mm -hmm. but just the inch, you know? And so he wanted to make a game show about it called Who Gets This Inch? <laughs> he was just like, that's how big of a deal it is to a fat guy. You're yeah. Like, I'll write a whole script about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So I don't know. There's a, there's a, that is a great, because it's, it's a premise that not a lot of people can explore. Yeah. You know, or not for very long until the, be <laughs> the beatus gets him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would keep, Jamming that one out, hammering it out, you know, yeah, like your like your penis Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> Gallagher would still be around if he was hammering dicks, you know. Dude, what a insane, just 
proposition the idea of Gallagher is. What comic do you, is most like uh, like twenty twenty one Gallagher? Oh, uh... like when I see Anthony Jessen, like I'm like he's just doing Gallagher. <laughs> 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 That's fucking Gallagher right there. <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. No, Eric Andre. Eric Andre weirdly is a little like Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. You actually nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. A little bit Hannibal. He does some weird stuff. Not just because he's on the show. Yeah, he's not Gallagher enough. No, that's, it, I love that's his problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's never going to go anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when I found out about the Eric Andre show, I was like, how am I just discovering this? I know, yeah, it's like someone like dialed into my specific kind of autism. Exactly, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I some- was like, this is how my inside of my brain looks. Sometimes I can't even enjoy it because I'm wa- I'm watching an episode thinking, how are you going to keep this going for three more seasons? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? It's so like self-referential in my brain in some way. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a, that's a boring way to look at art, isn't it, Mikey? Huh? <laughs> I... I have a very tough time being critical of art in the moment. Really? Yeah, because I can't uh, turn it off. I, no, I just get so sucked into it. Like that's a good thing. So I loved the Avatar movie, of course, and everyone hated that movie. Also, Who hated it. No, it was good. It was fucking. Funny. No, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> not the how co- often do you have to do this when people are like, no, 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 you know, I wasn't talking about the good one that sold all the money. No. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I have two Avatar stories because I loved Avatar: The Last Airbender, and the first time I took yeah. like a hero's dose of mushrooms was for the Avatar mm. with the blue people. You ever take a villain's dose? I haven't. How much is that? <laughs> it's, not, it's way more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> I ate seven grams of mushrooms mm. and saw Avatar in theaters, and I was sitting in the handicap seat, and I remember crying. And screaming, no, girl, Avatar, no, <laughs> over the railing. Yeah. And my friends just be like, let him go. <laughs> just let him go. <laughs> but I, so I, I loved Avatar The Last Day, but I like a lot of movies that people think are terrible. And then I also... Do like, you, can, you, can you justify it? Do you have some sort of analytical thing? You're like, I understand maybe why there's not a critical, like people panned it, but here's what I like about it. Or are you just like, no, I like it. It makes me feel good here. Because <laughs> uh, both are valid. I could probably justify it if I wanted to like mm. zhuzh it up and make mm. it sound good. Yeah. But like the first Transformers movie, yeah. I just really liked it. It just made me feel <laughs> real happy you know when the Camaro turned into a new Camaro and Bumblebee came back. I don't want to get in any trouble here, but you know that movie's about Israel. No. Yeah, at its core. What? Think, of, think about Transformers. The... <laughs> You're telling me the AllSpark is the Torah? That's a bit I do. I, oh. <laughs> where anything, anytime someone brings up something, they like, like you know that song like I'm blue. I'm like, you know, it's about Israel. <laughs> Just sneak it in, and sometimes I'll keep it going. You know, if I can throw some Iron Dome facts in there for a couple minutes, I'll keep, I'll ride it. But... Dude, Eiffel 65 is an underrated band. You remember the name of that shit? Oh, I know I several li- other songs by them. I listen. Wait, they have other songs. <laughs> <laughs> that was off an album called Europop. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, they had another song on there. Track four was Bubble. That was great. But one time I was in a bar in yeah. Paris mm-hmm. on New Year's. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, kind of nice bar, ritzy sort of champagne place, you know. And they played "I'm Blue" and then the Scatman song back to back. Perfect. Like, this is my. I want to die here. This <laughs> yeah. is my shit. <laughs> Not one person was looking around like, hmm, interesting. They were all like, yeah, that's what happens here. You know. <laughs> this is all music. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like the Scott Mouth? We have co-opted a terrible art. That's 
our thing now. <laughs> I definitely judge art in the moment. There's a lot of shitty art. There's so much, yeah. If it's if it's Probably not most. sufficiently engaging. But like you know, that's how I know Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy was a terrible movie. Because in the middle of the movie, I was like, this is a bad movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's so funny. To <laughs> Never heard of it. That's so funny to be like, I hate Half of you guys' references t- going over my head today. <laughs> Not surprising. No. Tinker Tale Storage is an ensemble movie from 2007 about the Cold War in Britain that literally stars <laughs> yeah. every famous male <laughs> British actor. Yeah. It's like the biggest. Snooze uh, fest. It's the biggest all-star team of British acting. But he loved Avatar The Last Airbender. The most critically panned movie. It's something that we can all... Like, we could take a, a blind homeless guy. He's like, that movie's for fucking idiots. <laughs> they know. I also thought they Shawshank was hot garbage. <laughs> I love uh, all of the Airbud so franchise. I, okay, so I understand why you don't... You probably don't criticize much. <laughs> You're just like, I love stuff. <clears throat> fucking stuff is good. Stuff at face value is good. Everything that's got, like, a hidden thing, fuck that. <laughs> no, I like... I liked uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. That was good for me because it wasn't just drugs. It was also like politics. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say politics like you were on drugs? Because <laughs> yeah, you have to. So it was like, where do you work? And you're like, politics. <laughs> <laughs> so your genres are drugs, talking animals, and cartoons. So drugs that. and things that you enjoy on drugs. I realized the other day it really sucks. My entire like personality and who I am is essentially a side effect of marijuana. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. He's giggly and hungry. Yeah, you're a gateway comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I help people find real comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Brian Redman's job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. You, you live guys, in Houston, right? I do, yeah. But I kind of live here, too. How often do you come here? Several times a month, sometimes. Hey, should we go to the Worm Report? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get to the Worm Report. <laughs> what, is this, what is this, a well-run operation over here? What are we doing? What is this fucking... Before we leave... Worm it. Report! The worms remind me The past is real I wiggle in dirt <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Casey Rocket. Welcome to the Worm Report. <laughs> Happy to be back. Boop. Boop. Happy to be here with my best friends. All right, we got a full docket today, so let's jump right into it. Let's check in on the Dow Jones real quick. Uh-oh, the worm copter's landing. Get on. Welcome to the White House. We're at the White House now. Biden, come out and tell us about the Dow Jones. <laughs> it's me and like six worms. Picture it. And it's a ragtag group of ruffians. And they're all... <laughs> we want to know about the Dow Jones. He's crying. The Dow Jones is down 100% this week. Because <laughs> Elon Musk tweeted that he would totally fuck a worm for like 60 bucks. <laughs> Which is like, where did he even get that number from? You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds like we could negotiate to 40. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen, guys. Make a wish. <laughs> Next on the agenda, this is the worm speaking. Was the worm the Zodiac killer? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I was just messing around. 
We all know the worm. Well, we all know the worm's the hero, and the real Zodiac killer is that Jamaican apple from the Apple Jacks commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, worm love apple. He he live in his head and make him die. No more problem. Our girlfriends are safe. I love my goth girlfriend. Next on the agenda. <laughs> This is your life, and it's ending one wiggle at a time. <laughs> How to tell if your teenage son is in a worm fight club. <laughs> we all know the first rule of worm fight club. Mud for breakfast. <laughs> and we all know the second rule. No Mexicans. <laughs> I don't make the rules. of <laughs> The worm does. <laughs> That's for worm to decide. <coughs> Lastly, on the agenda tonight, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fast and the slow. How the proper etiquette for drag racing a worm? Uh, always open a door for a worm. It's the gentleman's law. And if you're racing for pink slips and the worm beats you, slap him on the hood. Nobody gives a shit. Make him dead. Nobody will miss him. <laughs> Crush him. He's a fucking worm, dude. Be a goddamn man about it. You don't want a worm to show you up in front of all your friends and your goth girlfriend. I know I don't. I love my goth girlfriend. <laughs> she's so hot. Y'all don't know her. She goes to a different school, but she's so hot. Um, <laughs> Wiggle, 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 worm, worm, worm. All right, that's it. I'm Casey Rocket. Thank you for coming to the Worm Report. <laughs> and what another hilarious segment by Casey Rocket. L O fucking L. And that hat. Yeah. Yeah, right where you are. Right here. How dare you sit where he sat? <laughs> Dude, what's the uh, most interesting thing you've been called up on stage as? Most interesting thing I've ever called. Like, as I imagine, they fucked up your name a handful of times. Oh, people bring me up? Yeah. Uh, it's never. Oh, no. Sorry, I did that on accident. The most interesting thing I've been brought up as? I don't know why I'm recapping. They could hear you fine. Uh, people just kind of fuck. They're like, you know what's funny? I have friends. There's a guy I'm going to do a show with later tonight. He has been bringing me up for like seven years, mm -hmm. and he always like starts my last name. He, you could tell he's like Radu, Radu. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes back to the because I don't know. I feel like people. I never care if people fuck it up. Yeah, I'm like call me Roger Bondale. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Like, yeah. Brian Moses brought me up the other night, and he was like, "Give it up for Eli." Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Yeah, I've had people forget my name and just be like, "This next guy is he's fat and blonde." You're, you're gonna love it. Uh, I've, I've also had Michael Keaton, where people have just like thought that I was doing like a Michael Keaton thing, and they're like, "There's no way he's he's not Michael Keaton." With they, the oh, they thought, "Oh, that's funny." Oh, I was like, Mike oh. Eaton. Oh, they're like, "Oh, he must be back." Yeah, like, it's, oh. it's going bad now. I guess. <laughs> wow, he looks younger and fatter. How does <laughs> younger and older at the same. He looks time. better and worse at the same. time. <laughs> yeah, what happened? He used to be a funny comic, though, right? Yeah. His name is on, on the, the, store. the wall in the OR. Yeah. Like, two under where the star is, they light you with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I remember looking that, like, when I first got to L.A. and, like, seeing that. 
in the OR. I'm like, I w- wow. I watched his uh, evening at the Improv or whatever. He's like an energy kind of alt comic. Like, yeah. Very, you know, it was held up. It was good. And a lot of, he, like, he was a comics comic, too. A lot of them really loved him. Oh, yeah. He Norm was very loved funny. him. Norm was like, yeah. one of the best comics ever. <laughs> You're like, that's crazy. Dude, Norm dying has been such a goddamn bummer. It has. It's, I, uh, it, one, it's untimely, you know. Should have been kidding. Yeah, I wish he would have waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if he'd told us about our, his cancer, someone could have, like a fan. He always had such great timing, but in this fucking thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very, you know yeah, what? Yeah, Top's alive and well. I know. And Jeff and Dunham, Jack. Doing Jeff shows Dunham's in still Vegas. moving around and doing Ugh. shit. That's fucking... Here's the thing. This is why I feel sad for a lot of people. You know, Norm wanted to have a talk show. And he sort of did mm-hmm. the, the the Josh show and then the Netflix show, but he wanted a real late night. Show. And that's I think one of the biggest travesties of him dying early, or you know, early ish. Sixty one's a nice ripe old age, depending on your income level. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, <laughs> he, I always felt like that was something he was gonna. It's not, you're like, of course, this ginormous force is gonna get this thing that yeah. they deserve. It's even though he's the craziest person to deal with and is like essentially very high maintenance. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Which I never realized. Like, I never, like, listening back to all these people talk about him, like, I never would have had any idea that he was a prolific gambler. Huge gambler who could, he didn't drive. Yeah. He didn't know how to eat. He, like, when he was on SNL in New York, he was always just eating ice cream sandwiches because he hated food. He never had any stuff in his house, so he was always <laughs> eating at a fucking diner in L.A. I, I love him. This, you know what my take on Norm could have never been a woman. You could never be a woman comic be like, no, I don't drive. Like, oh, fuck you then. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're out. That's yeah. what's in. Or you'd have to be really hot. Yeah, I mean, even then, like they they still hot women comics still bust their hump. They still have to do all this shit. Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, if you're just like if you're kind of good looking and fantastic, people are like, I'll be, I'll bend over backwards for you as a man in comedy. Yeah. You could smoke in my green room right now. Yeah. God, I can't wait to be good enough at comedy that people let me break rules. It's fun to test it when you like start doing it. They're like, no, 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 you're not. It's not for you. That's for yeah. <laughs> Or funnier people, yeah. I I have such a like just beat into me like southern sensibility about me. Like I don't even like taking drinks in the green room. I'm like, oh, thank you for letting me be here. Oh, I'll just be respectful of your venue. And then I go out there and say it's, crazy. It's awful better. Things. It's better to be that way. Like it's always better because the venue will always remember the guys who were sort of shittier and trashier, mm-hmm. and then book them again. Not because really. they remember their names. Nah, They're be like, kind of. Who is that polite pussy that maybe, stood in the back with his autism? Maybe once or twice in the beginning, but I'm telling you, there's so there's so many comedy clubs that are like, yeah, we like this guy, but he, he five drinks in, he's worthless. Like he's awful to be around. And he costs us actual money. That's yeah. not what we, all we are to them. We're just value, kind of. Creek yeah. and Sunset have some pretty good snacks in the green room. They yeah. do. Yeah, I have eaten nice... two pieces of candy there. Out of restraint, or what are you, <laughs> what yeah, are you just, saying? just like that's that's what does that only... comment say about yeah. that? No, that's just like that's all I've taken from the green room on the few, like I've only been there, I don't know, probably 10, 15 times at this point. God, I've, I, I, I pill for every if I'm not coming to back to a venue soon, I steal so much, like everything. I recently from a club in San Antonio took like uh, you know, those blocks. Is Romanian the same as Roma? Yeah. No, 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 no. Those people live there. Yeah, You're not a, oh, but are you a gypsy? I'm not. No, okay, I just no. you were saying all the stealing, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. That's just because I'm cool. That's, oh yeah. Uh, 
But I love, yeah, I love gypsies. That's they are from most people in Romania. Most Romanian people would be super offended to be like mistaken for. They actually hate that they call themselves Romani. They're, they're oh really? They started a petition. They're like they shouldn't call them that. People keep confusing them for us. You're like we're not much better, if any at all. Like, Interesting. <laughs> we're all horrible goblin people. But they're, you know, they're, uh, they're nomadic people that were called gypsies for a long time. They're mm-hmm. actually from India, not Egypt, which is where the mistake name comes from. Uh, oh, Jip. Yeah, there you Interesting. go. Interesting. Yeah. Because I... white people are always like, we just don't believe people when they tell us where they're from or where they're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you're from Egypt, right? And they're like, no, no, India. And they're like, what? Who cares? <laughs> Shut up. Egypt. Egypt is what yeah. I said. Yeah. <laughs> when I first got off the train to Romania, there's these guys just beating the shit out of each other. For fun, right? <laughs> like in, literally immediately, as soon as the train doors open, I walk out, and that's the first thing I see. It's, sometimes the Balkans doesn't surprise you. You're just mm-hmm. like, that is what I expected when I got here. Oh, so that's considered the Balkans? Well, kind of. Yeah, it's it's depending on what your your uh, working definition of it is. It's about the top of the Balkans. Okay, so I have a Serbian friend that named Zivojin Zivojic. Sure, sure. Close yeah. to that. That's something. Yeah. We call him Z. A sneezy guy. Yeah, but, yeah. but he came here from the Balkans. And he owns a restaurant called Balkan Grill. So ba- it's weird Austin. because in Europe, ba- the Balkans is used kind of like the way the South is used. It's, it's used to other people where you're like, oh, you're from that region. That means you must think these things, you're predisposed to be mm-hmm. this way, you're less or you know, whatever. Like, so that's why I say it has like a s- elastic definition okay. based on who you're trying to other and who you're trying to fuck over. Oh. You'd be like, oh, of course they're back there. You know what I mean? Like, Because uh, I had Rakia. Just like Serbian moonshine. Oh yeah, ra- ra- uh, we call it Raku in Romania. Ooh, but same same concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, usually it's made from prunes or plums or something like yeah. Like I've seen watching people make it looks crazy. Strong like fire and you're dancing around it and stuff. Yeah, it is fucking. So you just used to clean boats, dude. It's so so. Yeah, I was playing volleyball. That's why I knew the Balkans. We'd go play volleyball there. And one time the ball went over the back fence. I like overserved and I had to go get it. And there was all of this furniture back there they'd mm-hmm. planned to restore. And I climb up on this old wooden like desk, mm-hmm. and it collapses under me, and my foot falls like a foot and a half, and I impale my foot on Ooh. a on a rusty nail. Yeah. And I had to drive to San Antonio that night. Oh, my God. So I come hobbling out of there just pouring blood, and Z runs inside and grabs the rakia. He's just like, pouring yeah. it on my foot and my face and on my foot. And he's like, you're fine. <laughs> 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 and then he goes and gets his dad, who looks like he runs the mafia. Sure, he's, yeah. He drives a G-Wagon. He only wears track suits. He, was all, he had a shaved head. I don't even know any non-criminals that have a G-Wagon. He smoked so many cigarettes that it was <laughs> like, how do you even have that many cigarettes? on your person and they were longer and thinner than normal yeah. cigarettes yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had no filters villain and he cigarettes. somehow smoked them with his mouth like mm. yeah like i don't know mm. it hurts and that guy came out and he looked age. at my foot and he didn't say any words he just looked at it and went and then walked back <laughs> <laughs> that was enough to know it and i drove to san antonio and i went to a hospital when i got there or like a like an er room it was emergency care centers i was like hey i impaled my foot on like a nail and they're like yeah, this, this is not good. And they unwrapped it and looked at it, and they're like, it's surprisingly fine. <laughs> I was like, dude, Rakia, you're fucking awesome. Well, yeah, because it's, you know, it's a lot of high alcohol content. Yeah, and then they just gave me a shit ton of hydrocodone, and I just worked the rest of the week. Which goes just, well with alcohol. It <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. PB&J, man. That's... But listen to Hannibal. You need less of both. No. Yeah, 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 that's right. Or you can have more of them. And feel <laughs> great. I feel like a god. Yeah. Um, 
You want to plug? I want to plug so far. Oh, let's oh, fucking that's plug, that's baby. The whole reason I had this conversation with you two idiots. No, yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be back here next weekend, October oh, 15th and 16th, headlining the Velveeta Room. Congratulations. Well, thank you. That's exciting. It's a great club. It's one of the clubs that's worked me a lot here, and I can't wait to try Good. to... Have a, a monumental time there, and uh, I'm going to bring some some Houston folks. Awesome, Grady Pruitt, Micah Green. Oh, very. Oh, Micah Green. I did DMT with Micah Green in the green room. He hit the DMT pen and then went on stage. Yeah, that's that. Unbelievable, that's right? Bringing that guy. It was those pens we had, mm-hmm. and I was in the, the ones that had like the Datura in it that made it real visual. Mm-hmm. So. And he was he took it like a. Couple fat. If rips. you want to see a criminal night of comedy, October fifteenth yeah. and sixteenth, eight o'clock and ten o'clock for the Saturday shows and just one show Friday. Come on, help me sell it out. It'll upset people. It will. That will be the funniest part. That'll be the funniest part. I love upsetting people. It's better than making people happy. Yeah, Maybe. you do that at the show. No, I. I <laughs> that's where I've said more people. <laughs> well, if you can't please everyone, you can't piss everyone off either. Wait, no, You if you can't please everyone, you can piss them off. I mean, it's got to work both ways. <laughs> so you can try to piss everyone off, and people are still going to be happy. And then they'll be like, oh, I tried to piss all oh, these people I, off, I, no, but they're happy. Actually, that is, that's weirdly, it's very wise. That and I know it's hacky at this point, but great point, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't piss off everyone or make everyone happy. What if that was his last words? He's like, you can't please everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Hilly, you didn't really please anybody. Anymore. Why did you say that in Spanish? Because I'm in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly prescient last words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that we're still on air. Sure. <laughs> week after week, we keep the episodes week keep after coming week. out. Where do people find this? Uh, YouTube generally is where they watch the video. I see the clips on the TikTok. Yeah, we're TikToking it up, Instagram, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Oh, check us out patreon.com slash giggleboys for all the uncensored stuff. Oh. Um, and at the hundred dollar tier, we'll show you our penises. Yeah. You hear that? Larry, if you're watching this right now, we'll show you our feet and penises. Oh my god. You guys have a foot guy? Yeah. yeah. Larry's <laughs> Larry's the man. We love you, Larry Campbell. Look at these shoes I'm wearing today. Imagine what's under them. Yeah, rate my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think about his shoes? Mm-hmm. Do the, do the knees and thighs or shins do anything for you? That is interesting. Is this like cleavage? Is our knees like sort of, you know, like, all right, you're, you're starting to get me, but it doesn't. Is this hot? Is this hot for them? Do you think he's liking that? Yeah, take your foot burk off. Let's fucking. No. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Muhammad's dead. <laughs> I guess. All right, well. Uh... This has been a swell time. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much for, for coming. coming. By. I'm going to tell all my fans. 15th and 16th, Velveeta Room. Be there, or we'll hurt you. Get in the hole. <laughs> Auto hole. <laughs> 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 Bye. <laughs>